Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, the best radio station in the Western Hemisphere. I've checked, I've listened to all of them, and this is definitely the best. And uh, I'm just going to say right away, you know, we have a, well, we have a, uh, a really adorable. I mean, I have a big. I have a big crush on our intern who's here helping us today, Ben Lewis. Say hi, Ben. Here, come here. He's really cute. How old are you? Oh, you're 26. Yes, are you I'm, single? Uh, are you straight? Yes, I'm straight. And are you single? No, I'm not single. Oh shit. Okay, <laughs> just say hi. Say hi into the mic. Hey everyone. So, in order to keep helping us uh, have cute guys hanging around all the time, you should give us some money, you know? I mean, like, free speech is really important. So, please go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash donate or slash pledge, whatever, and give us, like, any kind of money, any kind, you know? Uh, because, to tell you the truth, this is a good way, by supporting us, you are actually supporting everything that you believe in, really. Uh, I also just wanted to let you know that I had a really great moment today, and I want to remind people that you don't really need therapy. You know, the best thing you can do for yourself is get is give, give. Because I am um, trying to make this not a long story. Anyway, at work, I got this expensive baby toy that uh, I had absolutely no use for, and I dragged it home. And I gave it to some woman with a stroller, a, a ba- you know, an age-appropriate child in a stroller. And I stopped her on the street. She didn't look like she had a lot of money. And I said, excuse me, I got this at work. Can I give this to you? Right on the, like, 10 minutes ago on my way here. And I am going to feel so, that was so, like, I feel like in the most bullshit way, that was a selfish move. But it did rem- for me because I felt so good. And, uh, you know, I did have to do something. I did have to schlep the thing home. Like, I did make an effort, not a huge one, but the reward, I made a little tiny effort, and the reward was so much bigger. And I always think that if you can't afford therapy, volunteer. Volunteer. Like, if you, for whatever your issue is, like, if you think, if you have an intelligent, like you think you're really smart or not smart enough, volunteer with uh, intellectually challenged people. If you think you're a shitty cook or a great cook or you food is an issue for you, volunteer at a food shelter. Volunteering is actually a lot more work and a lot harder than uh, therapy. But, and, uh, but if you've got that hour a week, give it away if you can't afford to go to a therapist or you, you know, don't know a good one. So I just want to say that. And in that spirit, I am very, very excited. And this is actually a very, this is going to be a very selfish show for me, I think, because I have a creative, a professional, creative coach on the show. And she's a very well-known, very experienced coach, Rati Gorfin. 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 Hi, Rati. Hi. Let's make sure that, uh, you know what? De- ben, will you adjust the mic, please? Get on it. Adjust her mic. Get No, not that mic. Her <laughs> mic. Make sure it's close to her mouth. One I thing love- I will say is you must treat your volunteers kindly. Really? 
And can I wait? You know, it's like, also like when you're in a restaurant, you don't want to be mean to the waiter. Oh, but that's how I get close. That's how I get, that's, that's my form of, of, of affection. Ben, Ben, do you, you've known me for 10 minutes. What do you think? Do you get that? You're all right. You're all right with it? Yeah. You don't, uh, Ben, do you feel like running out of the room yet? No, not at all. Not at all. Did you hear that, guys? Okay. Okay, sit down, Ben. Relax, because I'm nervous. I'm nervous enough already, and you're distracting me. Um, I'm sure he has a lovely. Your girlfriend's great, right? She's great. How long have you guys been together? Five years. I'm not getting in the middle of that. No, no, I'm, no I don't have a chance. With Bad him. karma. No. You don't want to do. Well, that. I don't have a chance. <laughs> I mean, the fact that I'm married. Yeah. Oh, to an age-appropriate man. And uh, lovely guy. So here's the thing about Rati that I want you guys to know. Um, she is like, there is a category of professional creative coaches, and she's a leading expert in that category. And she started doing it in two, in 1995, and then in 2003, she started doing it for money. So she had a lot of experience uh, she obviously is talented at this because she didn't just like go like, hey, I think I'm going to make a living as a creative coach. She kind of fell into it. So you, we are all very, very, very fortunate to have her to here today. She, she's also uh, studied acting at NYU Tisch School of the Arts, which is like the best school in the country, for, or like really, right? One of the best? The best? Yeah, I, I, it's you know, it, it's what yeah, Yale yeah. used to be. Yeah, so... And um, I just want to let you know that um, if you want to learn more about her, you might you might want a session. But also, her blog is incredible, and you can just learn a lot just by going to her website. And she has an entrepreneur club, stuff like that. You creative people, this could be really this could be really great for you if you go check. Just check it out, okay? So it's creative www.creativecallingcoaching.com, and in order to get uh, if you want to just send her an email, just write support at creativecoaching.com. Creative Calling Coaching. Support yeah. at creativecallingcoaching.com. Okay. okay, thank you. Well, I got your name. I got your first name right. You got right. my first name, which nobody does. Rati. So, so I'm, I'm ahead of the game. You are. And I also, before we get started, I, I, have, I have this, you know, I have, I have a third-party endorsement, which are always the best. And this, this kind of sums up. I think what Rati can offer to all of us. Okay, so um, you know, an independent artist, uh, you know, a primary solo creator whose initials are KA, wrote in. I'm so glad I found Creative Calling Coaching. My sessions with Rati have been insightful, wise, and to the point. Her expertise in assisting me to stay on track, which is no be a small thing for all of us, and make creative breakthroughs has been a real gift. So, I mean, that's like, okay, I'm done talking about this because I want to get as much out of Rati as I can while we're here. So, Rati, will you describe, I thought we, we would start off by, you You have a fairly uh, interesting, who, who are your clients? Well, I like to say that my clients are scattered creative entrepreneurs who I help uh, focus so they can grab the focus of others and get work done and make more money. 
So in do you, nutshell. So do you think that um, most creative people have, like, you're talking about things like ADHD, either literal ADHD or people like somebody like me might say, I'm eight. I try not to use it because I take ADHD seriously, but sure. people use that as a, a term and we all know what it means. Is that what well, you're... What I'm realizing is in listening to other coaches and knowing, getting to know uh, my, quote, competitors, no, frankly, they are my competitors. What makes my clients uh, different is that uh, they are very courageous in that all the creatives I work with have some sort of challenge, whether it's an autoimmune disease or they have ADHD or they're struggling with depression. They're doing something and they are ready to say, fuck it, I'm going to do my thing anyway. And that makes them very, very brave in my mind. Oh, yeah. I mean, anybody that does anything creative you know, well, puts yes. himself out but there. But then can you imagine, what, you know, when you have those added elements of what some people even call a disability and you don't let those reasons become excuses. Well, in that's some awesome. ways it can be a benefit, right? Because they give you a special... Yeah. As a matter of fact, I have one client who, because of his ADHD, became extremely successful in a non-creative field. But what he really wanted was to say something is an artist. And he didn't really know what kind of artist. So that was our work. And now, you know, he's a graphic novelist. And really? Yeah. And like a success, like he's yes, sold, he he's, has sold. Uh, he's got stop, wow. stop motion stuff online and he's uh, doing merchandising of the characters, but he didn't know what he was going to do. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that must be so gratifying. It is. It is. Yeah. It really is. Um, but do you think, I mean, there's always this thing that creative people are all like kind of deranged in their own way or have problems. <laughs> do you think that's true? Well, I think it's a, well, I, or, I mean, do you think I you think need, so. when, I think, but you no, think you I don't think that? you have to work out of your pain if that's what you're asking. I don't think you do. I think a lot of people use that for fuel, but it can only take you so far. I agree. You know what? I agree. Because at the end of the day, it's really, doesn't it, like, I think it comes a lot down to discipline. Do you? Yeah, that's a dicey word for me. Discipline. Why? Uh, I think it has to do with what you want and really wanting it enough to be uncomfortable. But if I think about you got to be disciplined, I just want to go back to bed. That's oh, okay. Well, I guess, what, I, guess what I think is like, for example, if I'm doing a live show, mm. um, you know, at a, at a venue yeah. um, and I'm organ, I'm producing it and hosting it, say, sure. uh, there's a lot of work I don't want to do. I oh, want to yeah. do the show more than I want to not do the work. So I'm saying, I think discipline, the discipline, forcing myself to do the emails and all that with the posts of social media crap disciplining myself to do that is what makes ultimately that's the hard part of making the show a success. Yeah. Well, what I find is, you know, in a way artists are inherently disciplined because the odds are so not in their favor and yet they will overcome under or lack of income and whatever it is to make their work and get their work out. So they are inherently disciplined in those ways. Many of them doing shit that they really don't want to do. Mm. Well, that's a refreshing, positive spin. I like that. Yeah. So, um, Rati, see, I'm, I'm really nervous about your name. That's so okay. I, cause I, that's, but it's not personal to you. I'm just like <laughs> that in everybody's name. Um, just don't say ratty. And no, we're fine. no, no. It's my self-critical 
uh, impulses coming out. So I'd rather just uh, like call them out, make it not personal, and fine. just yeah. make a joke out of it. Yeah. Sort of, you know. Yeah, I get you. It's a quirk. It's a quirk I have. One of my many. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of my less annoying quirks, believe it or not. Talk to my husband about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had. I had asked you yeah. before we came before we went on air just a few minutes ago. Like I said that um, I would like to hear from you. We, we know each other very peripher- peripherally, like we have an impression of each other, That's right? right. Yeah. And uh, even in this last five minutes, that impression has probably even deepened. Absolutely. Absolutely, right? Yeah. So I, just background folks, uh Rati did this excellent job of actually sending out a newsletter and including that we were going to be on the air today. And she wrote about me, uh, Lisa Levy is a wonderfully wacky and prolific artist. So I'm appropriately nervous in a good way, like getting on a roller coaster. So first of all, I am like, I'm making a little collection of things that people say to help my self-esteem and that's going in there. So I was like the word prolific really, cause I always think I don't work hard enough, stuff like that. So that like, really like, I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to, maybe I should, I am prolific. I'm making a t-shirt or maybe you could make it for me. Well, it's you reading, keep reading that thing every day. I am. I am holding on to that. Please. But also Conversely, I was surprised that you were nervous at all. Well, you know, first of all, thank you, because this is an opportunity, and I don't know why the hell anybody wouldn't put it out on their newsletter and say they're going to be doing this. See that? I mean, come on, That's people. That's right. you. Yeah. <laughs> and so, f- fuck you, all my previous guests. <laughs> fuck you. This is a creative calling coach expert, oh, yeah. and she's putting it out there, and she thinks it's important to do. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Right. Are you kidding? I have been really <laughs> grateful to have every like that's yeah. the best part. I mean, I I was that was a little outrageous and obnoxious comment oh, on my listen, part. What do you think? Don't ben? apologize. Do you You're think? a wacky and and prolific artist. What do you think, Ben? Do you think that was offensive? <laughs> you think it's a radio? It's okay. Well, you know what? I think I it was tough love. I think it was tough love. Okay. Oh, I love this. I love this, Rati. <laughs> So anyway, um, so we have a, and you also, just to give the full background, uh, had a radio show for, in the very season one for yeah, a little I bit did. with the station, and we mm-hmm. met then, and I wanted to get you on the show that at that time, but uh-huh. you had a client, a uh, regular client during this time slot, couldn't right. do it. So we're here, we're here today. So what I was thinking would be really interesting is, for me particularly, would be to, uh, to as I said to Rati, that we were going to talk about what your impression of me is and what you would prescribe or what your thoughts are to help me as a creative person. Okay. Well, when I, when I work with people, what mm-hmm. I always ask them, first of all, is what do they want? What do you want? I want, um, my strategy is to, it's very clear to me now. It's that I want my work not to get thrown away after I die. Okay, that's clear. (laughs) Do you know, and and here's the thing, I mean, this isn't coaching, this is consulting, but uh, coaches happen to consult sometimes. I don't hold back. You know, if you, I I think uh, the Actors Fund actually uh, has some information about a foundation that helps artists 
make sure that their work is preserved after they die. So if yeah, they're not but famous, but you know, no, no, whatever. but I mean, where people care enough about it. I see what you're saying. That people care enough about my work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, she looks sad. Oh, that's no, never going to no, happen. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just so chewing sorry. On that. I'm chewing on that. Because um, what I, I'm hearing is some, you know, I, I don't know you that well. You're right. So do you want this to happen before you die or after you die? Um, I don't really care, but I use that as a strategy because I'm, I'm a short-term goal and long-term goal person. So mm-hmm. that's my long-term goal. Sure. I would say the biggest problem I have, though, creatively is time. Mm. And um, I'm very torn between my performing um, projects and my visual art projects. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I put all my eggs in the visual art basket, that would move along a lot faster. If I put all my eggs in the performing art basket, that would move along faster. And I'm really kind of split. Mm-hmm. I've always been a visual artist. Um, and I've always been interested in writing's always been like my first art project at three and a half. I actually wrote a book called a little tiny book called uh, Wilford's birthday. And I had, Wilford's birthday party and I had my dad write I drew the pictures and my dad wrote the text as I um, dictated it because I wasn't old enough to write yeah. so I've always liked that well, you writing. know I'm hearing somebody who works well in collaboration and uh, I bet you finished that project well I mean it was a little book that yes, I did in like a, that you, you did. know yeah. as, as a child well the key it. is completion are, uh, you, are you finishing things I think so well that's 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 big. A lot of people come to me because they can't. Oh. They keep bouncing back and forth thinking whenever they're in one place, they think they should be in another place, and then they're in that place, and they, they should be back where they were before. Well, I think, you know, for me, the hard part is I have a lot of projects that I want to do. Yeah. And um, recently I took a part-time job. I hadn't worked in a few years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had done nothing but work. You know, I had a, a job as... Um, an art director in advertising. And then I would do my work on nights and weekends. And right, right. Until a few years ago. And then I didn't work for a while and I did all my art. And it really like helped that a lot, really moved a lot, moved the ball forward enormously for mm. me relatively to where I was before. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and now just since January, I'm working like 20 hours a week, you know, including commuting and all that. So it's, I'm having trouble... I'm trying to figure out how valuable, like w- what the impact is. But also part of my problem is that I have a lot of ideas and a lot of things I want to do. And it's sort of like getting the ones that I think are the most valuable to rise to the top right. of the mm-hmm. pile. If I were to work with you, for instance, you know, because mm-hmm. we're not, we, we, we won't get this all done today. I'm yeah, afraid. no, 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 no. I mean, no, I'm just, we are, we are scratching yeah, the tip of the of iceberg. Course. Is that the But, expression? you know, you, we, I would need all of that. We would need to get all, it all out on mm-hmm. paper. All these projects, we need to look at them and, concur, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time, now you've got this part-time job. That's like a real patron of your art. So now... Do you feel pressure to make sure you use your other time really well? Yeah, it's well? helping right. me with that. Yeah, it's I think helping. it's helping Good. me with that. Because I was getting up, I'll be honest, I was getting up at like 9.30 every day, which, yeah. I mean, it's not horrible, but I, know I could do better. Right. Yeah, now I get up at, you know, 7.30. And what difference has that made starting just to get up earlier? Is that to get to the job, you mean? Yeah. Okay, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good that you have that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you Gives know. You some I structure. Mean, 
Yeah, I mean, I I've always had like when I wasn't like this this radio show gives me some structure. That's right. As it is. Mm -hmm. So I've always had that. I was the advice columnist for the Bushwick Daily before the radio station, you know, jobs where, you know, that aren't about money, but just about structure. Right. So um, I've always had some of that, but now I have more. Um, And so you have the structures you have and what, and do you have a place in your life where it's time to do deep work? Well, I have a um, a project I want to do, a project for a gallery in November, and I have the date and the project in mind, but okay. that's recent, so I'm going to do that. And um, I just uh, confirmed a showcase, a Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit showcase oh, at Footlight <laughs> on July 26th. Awesome. So I've got those two things coming so up. So you work well with deadlines. It sounds like deadlines are key. They are for most people. As an art director, I mean, you know, create a person on deadlines. But I also think that um, I don't like to work on things if, well, I do do a lot of, I do have a lot of things. I have little things going on, too, that I'm trying to get to. Like I'm editing a short for something. And Now, what I just occurred to me as we're chatting, usually, just so people know, when I coach someone within the context of a little session, this like a little laser session like this, I, I will ask, what do you want just from today? Just from this conversation uh, today, what would you like to walk away with? Um, I, I think I would like your perspective on how I'm doing. Oh, that's easy enough. That's easy. You t- so you want to be validated, it sounds like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's my whole life. I just want to be validated. <laughs> All right, so if I were to work with you, obviously, the work would be getting that validation on the inside. Yeah, clearly. but that's impossible. Well, you that's know, what I've spent my whole life doing. You know what? It's, it's, it, it's, you believe it's impossible. No, no. It's, I mean, it's, I'm, I, it's not impossible. Is it a pattern you've ever tried to disrupt? Yes, I'm working on it now by How? my, I'm making a project, third party endorsement, where I'm writing down. I think that's great. And I think that part is actually that is brilliant. And you know what, though? You want to use, like when I said before, the thing I wrote about you, I wrote it because that's how I see you. Really? So how do you see me? Enough. I do want to know that. I see you as someone who's created a lot of work in a lot of different mediums. Really? Who's have- a personality and is, you know, very much a loose cannon and that's part of your brand and, and you're very funny. Right. Um, And the thing about it is when you start to spiral. Okay, we're going beyond the validation now because I'm giving that to you. The only thing about validation is I could do this till I'm blue in the face, but is it landing? No, no, I get that. I get that. (laughs) I get get that. I get that. But we're going to have this. this You know what? Say this back to me. Tell me what I just said about you. Okay, well, first of all, uh, you said I was prolific, a wild card funny, that uh, I um, work in all different mediums. Is that good? Yeah, and uh, wait a minute, you're, you're, so that's very good. You're mirroring back what I said, but can you now empathize with why I would empathize with why I say that and see it? No, see, what, what I'm getting out of that is... Yeah. Um, And I'm very aware of this, right? Because I'm doing this project, third-party endorsement. So I'm very aware of it. So um, I get that and um, I'll forget it, but I will forget it 
I mean, it won't. It's well, really hard not. for me to internalize it. I right. won't. I mean, I have it on tape. I can play it back. Good. The fact that we're even having this conversation in the moment, like today, is helping. This is helping me right now. I know. In the big picture, <laughs> I, I, I can see. Yes, that's right. So I'm because this re- is all there is. Is this moment and, right and, now? And I engineered this, so yes, I'm you taking did. credit. I got you on here, see, and I got you to say all those things about me on the radio. You are a very powerful dame. <laughs> yeah, thank you. There we go. <laughs> I mean, the, the only po- the, I have a little agenda here, and the point is that when you find yourself getting into like a mental habit, like all of a sudden you're not in touch with your, you know, what makes you great and special. That is the moment to pause, and that's the moment for, okay, what do I need to do not to... Because what you pay attention to grows. So mm-hmm. once you notice you're paying attention to something that sucks, mm-hmm. uh, the trick is learning to stop and choose. Now, what, what would I rather pay attention to? I think I'm going to read that quote again. I'm going to remember that thing they said, that Rati said, right? But it is, it is like working out. Really, because the neurotransmitters in your brain have been firing a certain way for your entire life. Right, right. So that makes sense to me because uh, in my end of the business, which Mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, pretend therapy or whatever, (laughs) I I have more, whatever. I'd say I should take more credit. See how it's self def like I say that it's and I'm a already funny thing. That's part of your it's funny, it's it's interesting for you because it's part of your edge at the same time. What do you mean? So well, you know, that self deprecating, invalidating, making fun of yourself thing is part of you know, it's part of your humor. But then what happens if you let it go? Oh, I'm all well, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Believe you me. Because Some people are afraid to let go of their pain because they think they just won't have a creative edge anymore. No, I'm over that. Yeah? Oh, for sure. Yeah. First of all, uh, just uh, without without digressing too much, um, uh-huh. I was in a, uh, a, a, a week inpatient study on depression uh-huh. in 93 uh, um, at Mount Sinai Hospital. And, um, I had that conversation at the, after the, you know, at the, um, whatever the meeting with all the experts right? and, um, that question came up and it's like, that was the last time that question has ever come up because, you know, most people are more creative when they feel good and more productive when they feel good. Well, Jackson Pollock, that's when he did his great work, and then when he went back to drinking, not only did it eventually end his life, but, you know, he couldn't do his work. Well, it's also, but you can also say uh, Jackson Pollock did his great work, but as an artist, your great work is the work that you feel most connected to, if you ask me, and the work that really uh, moves you into a better place. And that did not work That's for him. That's right. So, no. Well, you know, his most famous work. Yeah. And, you know, um, I mean, there are, there are stereotypes. What there can are. I say? People say if, 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 if Van Gogh wasn't crazy and cut off his ear, then he wouldn't be Van Gogh. You know, I know there are people who say that shit. Well, um, I don't know. Maybe I don't, you know, we'll never know. Actually, I'm just going to digress even further uh, for another okay. second. But this, this is a very important subject. Though. I know because no, but this, this is, is very a, This is a question that I was going to ask you because yeah. um, drugs and alcohol, I think, are an interesting. Like, are drugs and alcohol bad? How much drugs and alcohol for creative people who love drugs and alcohol, <laughs> which is pretty much uh, <laughs> those things go together a lot, and then. 
Yeah. Ben, have you ever smoked pot or anything? Smokes pot. Every oh well, uh uh and and have you had have you had a drink or two? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ben looks like fun. Ben, when are we hanging out? Ben, when are we going to party, man? You can invite your girlfriend. She's probably a lot of fun, too. Rati, you up for this? Oh, We're yeah. all going well, out. We're all going to, out. I have to look at my schedule because if, right. I, if I party, I have to clear my schedule. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, well, we'll clear your schedule. Rati's going to be really busy for the next two weeks, folks. <laughs> so anyway, but my point is, is that... Um, you know, drugs and alcohol are always out there. I mean, I, you know, I like to smoke pot and I like to drink. Not, I mean, uh, I I respect it. I'm, I am careful about mm-hmm. it, I think, mm-hmm. sort of. I have an eye on it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to say that I don't do it. At, or I'm definitely not going to be saying that. Um, and there are a lot of people who are my guests on the show who I think could would be more productive. This is me judgmental and I I don't have anybody in mind, but I have had a bunch of different people in different ranges of drugs and alcohol. And there are people who will admittedly say that it's getting in the way of their work. I'm not talking about any judgment or anything. I'm talking about being a productive, creative person and having drugs and alcohol get in your way. You know, everybody is different, but what I like to say is there's usually one thing that if you change that one thing, everything else falls into place. Mm. Now, I'm self-employed, like you, and uh, I was having a real time, doing my work all night and then getting up really, really late, and it was feeding into my depression and all of this, and I thought at first, well, I'm getting my work done, fuck it. But I said, well, but if I could just get up early, Mm-hmm. then I would be able to ground my day. You know, there's some, some people call this bookending. You know, you, your ritual in the morning and your ritual at night are the two things you have control over. Mm. So I would be able to get up and do my meditation, do my journal, do my stuff in the morning that grounds me if I get up early. And then I've got, you know, I'm set for the day. So that's the one thing that I've changed that's mm. made the most difference, getting up early. I still drink wine. Mm-hmm. I will occasionally eat the, uh, you know, the occasional uh, hot cookie. Hot cookie. Rotty or recreational cookie. She must be a good coach then. If I didn't have asthma, I'd, you know, smoke a pipe. But I, uh-huh. you know, right. but uh, I'm very aware of how those things affect me. I'm very aware. You know, it's like mm. being an athlete. I, I mm. you know, I'm not, you just have to know yourself and be honest with yourself. And be that's honest. one of the things I do is I call people out. Right. Because you're not being real with yourself. Oh, you so know. if you find one of your patients or clients. Clients. Uh, <laughs> I like to call my people patients. Yeah, well. It's more fun yeah. for me, but anyway. <laughs> well, you can. Yeah. Uh, so if you find, you will just call them out. Oh, fuck yeah. You'll say you're smoking too much pot and that's your problem? Uh, I will have a conversation around the pot. And usually people who come to coaching want to be real and want to change. And they will come to that. They will come to that realization and will create a plan around Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. If not, you know, when people keep cycling back to the same shit over and over, that's when I send them to therapy. Right, right. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got an out on that. (laughs) I do. 
Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I, I'm, I suppose I'm you kidding. can say that, but you I'm know, kidding. it's two different things. Therapy and coaching are different. I think of therapists yeah, as being right. like car mechanics right. and coaches. Well, I get in the car and I help you drive it. Yeah, no, I get it. You I know? get it. No, that's that's really that's a really good point. But once again, I want to come back to to my point. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> which yes. was discipline. Yeah, because the importance of discipline. Because uh-huh. this is something. I mean, I've obviously got in my head too, but about me. But you, um, you, when you talked about getting up every morning, mm-hmm. now that was discipline. Yeah. That was the hard part. And that's what really helped you. And You know like, what helps me? I, I know, I, first of all, there are two things that help with discipline, if you use the word discipline. I think discipline is doing things so you don't experience pain or doing things so that you could have something you really want. Right. Right. That's that's all discipline is. Right, 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 right. And so, um, anyway, I'm just trying to. I gotta uh, do another station ID, but I sure. just want these people out here to know it's not all fun and games, okay? It fucking <laughs> you wanna sucks. Make art, don't you? <laughs> you want to make art? You know, it's not all fun and games. No. You know, and it's not waiting. I mean, as an as an art director, you know, you learn that being a professional creative person is being able to create on time and create on a deadline. And that has helped me more than anything that's, as a creative true. person. Mm. And those aren't you fucking artists out there who are like sitting around going, I'm waiting for my inspiration to strike. You're losers. No, 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 no. Losers. No, you got to say, no, who's there? There's some famous, I know you have to do a station ID. Go ahead. I'll give the quote afterwards. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to have Ben do the station oh. ID. Let's have Ben. He's got a great You voice. heard what I said, right? Can you do it? Okay. Okay, just do it. You no, don't hold need on. My, you know, just you say it. Just this, say this it, guy's honey. voice. You're listening to Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit on Radio Free Brooklyn. Tell him to donate. All you listeners out there, make sure you donate by going to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash donate. Awesome. Good job. Awesome. Good job. Awesome. Yeah. I'm telling you. I love harassing the interns. Sexy voice. Yeah. I love it. Are you going to report me to Tom for harassing you? No, you like it a little bit, right? Yeah. He's cool with it. He's got to be. Otherwise, he wouldn't be in. Otherwise, he. Well, you'd be surprised, you know. I mean, it's, it used to be because, you know, we're of the similar vintage, you know. Oh, well, we absolutely are. You know, when we came up, it was like boundaries. What the fuck are those, you know? Yeah, I've got no yeah, fucking boundaries. Yeah. And, and that was like a badge of honor, you know. You'd do anything. You'd take any risk, whether it was worth it or not. And that's yeah, gotten me into yeah, trouble a few yeah. times in my life. Yeah, if I lose my show because I'm <laughs> harassing the intern, oh, well, I guess yeah. I'll have to. So what were you going to say? You were going to finish. We were talking about it. We were talking. Well, what I was going to say is there is a famous writer, and and of course, the the middle age aphasia, I'm forgetting his name, but people would say, when, when, what, how do you find your inspiration? And he would say, fortunately for me, inspiration strikes at 9 a.m. every morning. Well... He would sit down at the fucking desk at yeah. 9 a.m. every morning and write. He wasn't waiting for the inspiration right, strike. Right, right. And a lot of times it's just putting crap out there that you don't think is good in order to get the motor yeah. starting. Making just do anything. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, just... You know what I think that's about? And I, this is like a key issue with people is we all struggle with this grandiosity, this secret grandiosity. 
mm-hmm. that we think we're so fucking great. And the thing is, we know how brilliant this thing in our mind could be, but we don't want to. We want it to be perfect before we even start making it because we might find out we're not so fucking great. We become so attached to the we identify with the work so strongly. So I I call that I I, I call that ego problems. Yeah, that's another word for it. I, ego problems. I mean, yeah. I think I think I think uh, perfectionism I, is an ego problem. Well, I have really strong feelings about that too because yeah. I think that um, the more you can get your ego out of the work, yeah, the more the better it is. The better the work's going to be, the better the whole outcome, the better the experience, the more you can get your ego out of it. What do you, mm-hmm. what, you know? Well, I try to use the language that the client uses. For instance, for you, that's ego. Mm-hmm. Ego creates perfectionism in you and probably paralyzes you at times. When you, and you have to notice that to drop it, right? And then make a mess and to go through the process. Yeah. yeah. Right? Right. That's, you know, someone else calls it something else, you know? Uh, I, I I don't think there's any fixed definition or way to express something. I mean, well, that's, if I can say this, my husband unique. would say that I don't have enough ego. Interesting. Because oh, he hmm. would say that um, I don't try hard enough to sell my work, not to literally sell my work, hmm. but like sell my work. Well, there's a difference between a healthy my- ego and an unhealthy ego. It's not about quantity. Well, no, but he's saying it's lack of, it's getting, it's, well, yeah. It's not quantity, it's quality of ego. Right. So if my ego isn't uh, uh, realized enough, I mean, but of course in certain ways it is, or I wouldn't be standing here, but uh, yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. I mean, do you have a part of yourself, you know, that sort of self-aware part of yourself you know, I have something I call the woman in the mezzanine. Mm-hmm. And she, no matter how shitty I feel or whatever, she's the one who can take me in her arms and go, I know it sucks. You're going to be fine. You're beautiful. I, I accept you. You're terrific. You didn't make a great choice that time, but that's okay. We, ha- we all have to have, that's the healthy part of the ego, mm-hmm. that yeah. witness. Yeah, I'm trying to grow that person up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm working on that. Good. Yeah, I'm working I'm working on that. You can ask her what what would she say? You create a character maybe even. Like for me it's the woman in the mezzanine. Hmm. For you, well, who would that it be? It's like a child. Is well, it it's the, like I'm the mother to a child the in mother. my head. So what would you as a mother say to the child? It's okay, it's, honey. It's okay. I do that. I I do that. I say it's Good. okay. You screwed that up. That's okay. You're going to be okay. Everything's fine. Yeah. I do that. Good. I do that, but I don't know. Uh, you, you know, and, and yeah, it, and when you dream also, I think dreams are very interesting because I think the dream is that witness consciousness way of trying to help oh, you work stuff out. Oh, yeah. Like last night I had this dream that um, like there was, uh, you know, open call, like I'm into creative competitions. Mm-hmm. Like that's always like open calls. Wow, things. that's gutsy. So um, I once won a contest in 1987 where I beat out 12,500 people and won $83,000 for an advertising idea. Oh, my goodness. Wow. There you go. See, that is gutsy. So, so I don't see that as gutsy. Oh, my God. I wouldn't. I, you wouldn't enter it? I wouldn't enter it. 
Why? I don't know if I would enter it. Now, me, give, when I, you know, back in the day, I might have. I, I, I did the monologue slam in Manhattan a few times. I did. You See, know. I'm from the place but where. I find it very, you know, very I'm, painful. I'm such a loser. I have nothing to lose. See, that's great. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> that I, works for you. It does. There's nothing it wrong works, with it. It works really well for All me. Right, then. Good. But I think it's also See, I hurting think you have me. a great sense of humor about yourself. Really? Yeah. Thank you. So anyway, I have a really, I think that I have a hard time seeing who I am. Uh-huh. Does that make sense to you? I Did, think, do you I see think we're that all in me? working that out. I think that's, that's true. That's really common. you're inside your own skin looking out. You don't know. You have no control over what anybody else sees. You, you know? But, you, but I don't have any objectivity. We don't have any objectivity. We don't have any objectivity. That drives me crazy. Yeah. Does but I think once you know you don't have any objectivity, it's very freeing. Hmm. Hmm. Well, anyway, creative competition. So I had a dream yeah. last night yeah. that this one artist kept winning these things, and I was really jealous of him. <laughs> and I remember, ah. like, if I think about it, I could figure out, like, I i mean, I knew exactly what the artworks were at the time and yeah. why he won and all this stuff, but um, and why mine wasn't, mine wasn't as good and all the shit. But I, first of all, I think it's ridiculous how it, how um, specific it was, but it also makes me feel like when I woke up, I'm like, I'm spending a lot of time on this part-time job and they had like a little party last night and so I actually stayed late and Mm. stuff and I'm spending too much time on this part-time job and it's holding my work back. I mean, it's very... Did you get that from the dream? Yeah. Interesting. How did you make that connection within the dream? Um, Because... I normally am like feeling like I'm in, I have enough balls in the air that I don't, that I'm not worrying about like if one falls or I'm not worrying about having enough balls. That's a lot of how I think that's when, like, I'm just realizing this now that you asked me that question, that that's a defense I use on myself. I, I do a lot of projects or I start, you know, I start a lot of projects because that way, uh, I don't have to worry about the failure because there's another project. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that one, fuck, that's a failure. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm having to deal with not having that many projects or not having, I actually haven't really done that much creatively like in the past couple months because mm-hmm. of this job or whatever reason. Mm, so, I'm wondering that, so I'm wondering if, uh, you know, the you that is in that job was feeling some resentment towards the artist's uh, I'm, I'm just trying to understand. Yeah, which, which, because, which one are you? Which who are you in the? Well, who's I, the uh, who's the the jealous one, and who's the the one doing the work? Well, you know both. I guess. Yeah, but I know like, you both. I'm I, I got. I got. Well, what happened was I woke up in the middle of the night and I was looking through Facebook and uh, all my, you know, all my big deal, big deal. I think big deal. Whatever. Um, you know, everybody's like. There's all these summer show uh, oh, yeah. emails going on oh, right yeah, now. Have yeah, you seen yeah. them? My oh, summer shows. Okay. My summer shows. Yeah. And I don't have any summer shows. There it is. Pretty literal dream. <laughs> I know. You know, it's everybody's A-reel on fucking Facebook. That's what people forget. It's their A-reel. You don't really know what's going on. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I know. Oh, We're getting a call. Oh, how exciting. Hello? Hello? Who's yeah. calling? Hello? Who's this? Who's this? Uh, can I speak with Evelyn Fang? Hello? Is this a wrong number? 
Are you a creative person? I think Who we're getting. Who is this? I think you may it's have a It's Dr. Lisa. Who's this? You're on the radio right now. Is that your intention? <laughs> I guess not. I love it. Was that oh, you? That, it's all about uh, intention. You know what, you know what I'm saying? I, I think. <laughs> I think I think Ben had his girlfriend call up and, and, and prank us. Is that it, Ben? He's trying to get back at me for for sexually harassing him. Oh well. Yeah. It's not gonna work. Yeah. It's not gonna stop. <laughs> so anyway, uh that was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's see what this Hello? is. Hello? 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 Are you this Hello? is Doctor Lisa Gives a shit on Radio Free Brooklyn. Who's calling? Uh, what's your name? Evelyn Faye. Evelyn? Uh, I think you have the wrong number, but how old are you? I'm sorry, sweetheart. We're wasting precious air time here. We love you. Dr. Lisa loves you, okay? Bye. <laughs> sorry, I snorted in the thing. Yeah, okay. All right, All well, right. anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... We were saying about uh, what were you we talking? Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're talking about uh, the uh, you know Facebook oh, and how yeah, people yeah, can we use can. it to really Oh feel yeah, shitty. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I try. I you know I've got a saying about that: more co- do content, less con- co- consuming. Make contact. Don't. Yeah, I con- like that. You like that? Yeah, yeah. Because I really think there is a real pernicious thing that's going on with technology, and it is stealing our creative creativity. Really? It, like why? It That's to, so interesting. Can, Tell me about just that. It's sucking our damn creativity. What? Well, uh, you got to be very careful, you know. Um, if you, the first thing you do when you wake up is go to your email or go to Facebook, just watch how you don't do anything else, first of all, and mm-hmm. how you, you're having a very hard time motivate, self-motivating. It literally, the radiomagnetic energy, it just, it just sucks you out. It just sucks your, 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 I noticed it in myself as a writer. Okay, so, you know? I mean, it definitely takes your time. Away. There's no question about that, but does it take your creativity away? Tell me it's about that. It's a distraction, and it is a distraction that allows us not to confront our creativity. Hmm. Can you elaborate on that? Well, uh, yeah, first of all, uh you have to be willing to be bored sometimes. Mm-hmm. In order to be creative, you have to be willing to be bored. And like we were saying, sit down in fr- or stand in front of mm-hmm. the easel or whatever, whether you feel like it or not. Mm-hmm. And it's such a temptation because it is so hyper-stimulating to jump on the web. Mm. You know, in or- but we're so used to not being bored anymore. And to having that stimulus, you know, everybody's looking at their phone on the on the train, um, you know. Right. And she's looking at her phone right now. We're I'm in looking at because I, I mean, it's unbelievable. No, no, That's I'm, what I'm talking at, about. I'm looking. I know because somebody was. I was going to have Lucy call in during the show. We oh. only have ten minutes left. Oh, okay, call That's Lucy. That's why it was a total work thing. Oh, but go okay. ahead. But that, you no, know, you're right. You're right. And look at look at look what I did. I got Ben to take his phone out yeah. too. It. Oh, you know. Yeah. No. Right? Okay. It's, so I. You know. I mean. Perfect. Yeah. There we go. Demonstration you right there. You don't get to confront your... Usually there's something interesting under the boredom. Oh, so you're saying that people aren't bored enough. 
They're not letting themselves get be, bored. Yeah. You know, I have this continual, maybe you can help me in my personal life. Mm-hmm. So I have this continual battle with my husband about that he is not uh, off of his phone for like two seconds. Mm-hmm. It's gone to the point now where like if we're watching TV and he's on his phone, I won't watch TV. So he's learned how to like not, this is an example of what I mean. So he won't watch, if we're watching TV together yeah. for like an hour and night. Right. Uh, he won't be on his phone. But right. if I get up to get a glass of water, he will be on his phone the minute I leave, minute I stand up till I come back. Okay. So he's pretty obsessive. Uh-huh. So, and he's supposed to be an artist himself. So I think, I keep trying to figure out, like, I, what bothers me about it, Phil, is that... Um, <laughs> I have worked with couples, by the way. Yeah, maybe we should get you on it. (laughs) Creative couples, yeah. So what bothers me about it is that I feel like he is an artist and that, exactly what you said, I feel like he's not, he's like when we go someplace, he's not on the planet with me. We are not not having an experience together. Like when Mm -hmm. there's a sunset, he has to, he's also a photographer, he has to film, take pictures of the sunset. Like he, it really bothers me. Yeah. I know you that we're not there together. Of course, it's. I think the shrink would say it's my problem because. Well, my thing is uh, about the technology is, you know, it's not allowing you to have your own thoughts. Right. It's not allowing you to generate, as you were saying, your own content. Right. Because it feels so good to stimulate that part of your brain with the, you know, the shiny object. So give us some advice. Like, what do you think? I mean, we all need to use social media. Yeah, we do. That's right. And uh, so what do you, like... It's like drinking responsibly. Yeah. And so what do, <laughs> like, what do you consider, like, how do you use it? What do you consider... Actually, a, a, better, a better metaphor is it's like eating. You have to eat. Mm-hmm. But if you abuse food, then you're going to hurt yourself, mm-hmm. right? So how do you know, how do you know when you're, how do you draw the line? How do you know how to draw the line? Well, how do you know when? Uh, Where? Well, I say, I, I work out, I work out policy manuals with a lot of my clients. Mm. Uh, it's a personal policy. You know, okay. for instance, it's, uh, it's my personal policy not to check email before 10 o'clock when I've done my meditating and my whatever ablutions and I've done my journaling uh, and I've done my gratitudes because I find that very important too, you know? Mm-hmm. Gratitude's big. Because that gets you in the moment. If you yeah. have to stop and think about what you're grateful for, you're not on your phone and you're not anywhere else but in your life. Right. Uh, so I don't, I just, that's my policy. I'm not going to go on, I'm not going to go turn on the computer before that. I'm not going to look at it. Oh, back to, back to that D, back to the D word. What's the D word? Discipline. Making discipline. yourself not do it. Yeah, do I don't even think like of it as discipline. Think of it? I think of it as, I know how, just re, you got to remember your pain. Pain is a great motivator. Huh. I know how shitty I feel. Huh, that's interesting. When I just let myself get hijacked by the internet like that. It doesn't feel good. You don't feel good afterwards, Okay, right? so say um, I was going to talk to Phil about that and he wouldn't agree. Well, again, I mean, I don't want to... Or a lot of people... Well, like, let's put it this way. Forget about Phil. Forget about (laughs) Phil. Let's say in in the world, there are people who are obviously on their phone and it's taking away from their creative work and productivity. Yeah. And they they don't recognize it. No, that's right. But you can tell. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, we all, you, we all, like, that's just something that's happening. So if people don't think that it's a problem for them, it's hurting them, but they may not know. Is that it? Because they don't get, like, if you eat too much, you get fat. Right. And then, well, some people are very, some some people eat a lot and they are large and they feel very comfortable with that and they're okay with it. Yeah. If you don't think it's a problem, it's not a problem. Right. It's, you know, I'm, it's not for me to lay my thing on somebody and say, you've right. got a problem. Right, right, right. And that's what I'm doing. Yep. Yeah, I'm critical. <laughs> yeah. And I bet you're much harder. I always find the people who are critical, are, they are really hard on themselves. Yeah, yeah. No excuse, but yeah. Right. You yeah. know, I, I will say to people often, if, you know, if you talk to somebody else the way you talk to yourself, like if, if you talk to a friend of mine the way you talk to yourself... I would smack the shit out of you. You don't get to talk to my friend like that, right? Mm, and mm. it makes it easier to be critical when you're so hard on yourself because it just feels normal. Right. You, so I have to really like, I have to find those, the more compassion I get for myself, the nicer yeah, person I'm going to be. Absolutely. It's such a burden. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm going to work on, well, I am working. I'm going to work on that. I'm yeah. working on that. It's a, it's a, you know, listen, we're all a lifelong work in progress, you know. Thank see. God. Huh? Yeah. It's not over yet. No, it's not. No. And you know, it's, <laughs> this is a secret to old age. Could be over tonight. We don't know. No. Stay engaged. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're both engaged. That's right. We're old people who are both engaged. Hell yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. that's really, we're growing every day. It's so hard to hold on to old people. It's relative, I guess, old. I don't know. I don't think of myself as old. I say my age and it feels so bizarre. It feels like such cognitive dissonance when I say my age. And I'm learning not, I just choose not to say my age right now, but it's like, ooh, you are old. You yeah. Are fucking it's weird. old. It's weird, right? <laughs> it is weird. Right. But you don't look, Ben, we don't look old. No. What does old look like? We're like cool, we're like cool ladies. What does old look like? You know? I mean, it's really in the eye of the beholder. I I had a woman, I guess I would say she looked old, but she, to me, she looked timeless. She came to me, I do stoop sales, I sell. My mother gave me, uh, you know, my mother, uh, you know, she's, I politely will call her a collector. (laughs) You know? A hoarder. (laughs) Yeah. And so I have enough stuff to open a store. So I have, I have stoop sales. And a woman came and she could have been a hundred. She could have been fifty. I honestly don't know. Mm-mm. Well, she I, was very lived in, mm-hmm. but her vitality was so confusing. <laughs> I love that. You well, know? you know, I, I personally, I don't like confusing how you look with your age. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. wh- like I, I, do, I, I don't think it's a good thing to say to somebody, well, you look great, you look great. For, like if I, I say my age, well, you look great for your age. I, I'm not thinking it's about. It's like, insult. Well, I'm not even thinking <laughs> about know. what I look like isn't the most important no, it's thing. It's you know like when the I got the most, imp- the mu- the, when I got the most compliments on how I looked, you know when that was? It was when I was anorexic. Really? I you was dangerous. Yes, I was. I went through a suicidal, oh anorexic, depressed God. phase, which is why I work with who I work with, because yeah. I was undiagnosed as bipolar for a long oh, time. Oh, really? And, uh, you know, I mean, but I was on the verge of a very, I was on a very dangerous path. Yeah. I was, I look at pictures of myself then now, and it's like people were complimenting me like crazy. Ugh. 
how great I looked. Oh. Oh, man. Well, I used to say, well, finally, I'm industry skinny. Oh, because you're an actress. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. horrible. Right? Horrible. Horrible. But, I mean, the thing is about women and looks, I mean, I'll just, I mean, no matter what age it's, I, I mean, I could, that'll be a whole show. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I'm I mean, back. I'll like, be on don't the worry about it. Don't worry about it, ladies. Mm-mm. Don't worry about it. Just focus on your resources, what you've got going for yourself. Oh, Forget yeah. about it. It, yeah. it doesn't, you know. You're seeing more of that now. You know, there seems to be room for that now. I'm it's more extreme, of- more women caring too much about their looks. And then there are women who are able to walk away from that. But it's, yeah. I think it's. Yeah, there are a so few. Have, there are a few um, of them. We have four a few minutes, minutes left. Can mm-hmm. you believe that? Wasn't this yeah. fun, Ben? Did so you much- enjoy this? I had a great time. Yeah. I did. They didn't get fast. Yeah. I told you it was going to. So uh, I want to. Uh, we got three minutes, so I'm going to read uh, your, uh, uh, you know, website again, and then uh, see if you have any final, any thoughts, any okay. final thoughts. How's that? That's Rati? great. Sounds okay, great. Sounds great. All right. So uh, you can see that Rati really knows what she's talking about, and she could really help you. Is it a sliding? People are going to want to know about the money part. They is it a sliding? Is it as much as therapy? Can they afford it? I don't you talk about money before you know? I have a consultation. Right. It is not so a, sli- a free consultation. I have a I have a number of different ways you can work with me. Free consultation. That's yes. all we need to know. Yeah. Free, free consultation. consultation. Yeah. Holy shit! Do you want me to read the phone number? Please. Nine one seven. Yeah. You read it. I don't have it. Oh yes. If you want to schedule a consultation with me, please call nine one seven eight zero four nine five seven two. That's nine one seven eight zero four. 9572 or shoot me an email at support at creativecallingcoaching.com. Creative calling coaching is one word, no hyphens or anything. And like what, that. what could they get by going to your website? Like, what do you have on your website besides the blog, which I'd love, but go oh, ahead. Thank you. So, like, you have different services. Tell us about it. Oh, yeah. Well, if you go to my website, too, I have an event page, and uh, I'm always, um, I, I'm going to be doing a live event on September 11th that I'm enrolling now, and it's a very, there's a, not a lot of room. It's a small event, so, mm-hmm. you know, get on in there. Uh, that's a five-hour deep dive into your uh, creative business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's the event page. Yeah, yeah. And also I have a page of po- I call Podcasts Galore that has all of my transmissions from when I was doing shows on Radio Free Brooklyn. Oh, wonderful. On recording and audio oh, boom. Yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to listen to one of those. Yeah. And you have a creative on. Come on. Oh, the Creative Entrepreneur Success Club, baby. What's yeah, that about? That sounds that. great. Well, it's on hiatus for the summer. It's going to be starting up in the fall. It, it is an, a rolling group. Actually, you can jump in anytime. Uh, and it is group coaching, essentially. I do three webinars a month. I do some mindset and marketing teaching, but then most of it is coaching. Mm-hmm. People coming do, with their stuff. Do the uh, people, the uh, enrollees, get to meet each other either online or? Well, they, I do a quarterly emergence, is what I call mm-hmm. it. Uh, it where, uh, and, and the, actually, that's the thing that I open. That's why uh, enrollment is so limited because it's really for the people in the Creative Entrepreneur Club. It's free to them because oh, it's part of their program. Oh, I see what that's you're saying. That's part of their program. Oh, see, that sounds really good. Yeah. That sounds really good, and it's probably a ch- little cheaper than the one-on-ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, make it, that's, I make it available. It's $200 a month. Oh, good. Uh, wow. Uh, that's yeah, safe.